0: The way that she said no was more uh, more of a rejection than just the word no. You can say no, thank you, it's okay. Oh, bye, no worries. Yeah. But the delivery and how she said no almost felt like a deeper cut than you're not just saying no to San Diego Padres. But yeah, it takes a different kind of person. Yeah. Like I can never do that again. I don't want to do that again. Like after,
1: COVID was obviously, it was not, you know, the best situation, but it put me uh, when COVID happened, it definitely put me in a different perspective to go on a different career path. Welcome to the initiative where we talk about how Kings can grow together and take the conversation to the next level. My name is Gabe. And
0: I'm Skylar. This is the Kings initiative. what what would be Um, your what would be your encouragement to somebody that's like wanting to to move away to a new city um what would you tell them first like what would be your first thing uh first thing i would say do it do it if you're even
1: thinking of doing it do it because um for one i don't have as much experience moving around as someone like you do (laughs) 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 I move around a lot (laughs) but I I just want to say do it because I have been not so much stuck but have uh, not had the opportunity to leave because of obligations like uh, family and school mostly it's been school um, that's kind of uh, kept me here in OKC because I've been going to school for quite a bit um, here but after I wrap up this master's, I'm definitely looking for positions outside because if I can obviously provide, um, you know, in a different city where, you know, I feel comfortable and kids are in school and, you know, we can build a different foundation somewhere. I'm, I'm definitely looking to get out. And so I know that opportunity is coming where I can do that. So I say, do it because yeah. there's no time like the president. Awesome. You don't want to regret it, but what is your advice? Cause I know you've moved around. Um, and taking a chance?
0: Well, um, my first thing I would say is, it, it was almost innate in me. Um, and I say mm. that just because when I, when I was younger, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, like just really early on, uh, we moved a lot. And we moved from house to uh, okay. house. And we moved back and forth from the panhandle of Oklahoma and down to Dallas, um, and back and forth again. Um, no explanations why. I have no idea I, and it became normal to me. Um, hey. Some time goes by and I go to college. Um, a lot of people don't know of this about me, but I got like five transcripts and that's some real <laughs> that, that's real stuff. Um, I mean every major Oklahoma schooling system uh, on the collegiate level, I probably have that transcript <laughs> um, so mm-hmm. even even later on in life it it, it was normal to me Now, to pick up and move to a place that where I didn't know anybody. Yeah, that was scary, um, but I knew that it was always something that I did. Um, so I'm, you know, going to North Dakota and living with my dad for a little bit, and then uh, down to San Diego. Um, that was that was interesting and going to a foreign land that that I knew nobody. But it was the time of my life, and by that I mean yeah. I, I grew. Like there was a lot of real things that I learned out there um even down to you know being um alone and uh on my own and like the nightlife um I knew that no one was going to look out for me the way I look after me so I learned that at that age that you really are out here alone even though you have family and you go out you know no one's going to look out for you the best way than you can you know so and go I went to san diego came back to dallas and that's where i kind of stuck my roots and um it's funny how it just comes all full circle um would i love to go more places yeah um i put in applications to uh the netherlands it was for nike i put in applications nice. to oregon uh for uh, obviously nike as well but then um maryland uh for under armor um yeah. google and austin uh i put in more applications you know just pretty much everywhere that I can think of, like a major, you know, industry that I wanted to get into either whether it be tech industry, uh, fashion, sports, you know, yeah. the, all of those things like I found interesting. And I'm like, that was the first thing I looked, where is this a big commodity? And that's the reason why I ended up in Dallas is because I was into sports and I said, okay, what are the top five sports cities? And I need to move there. You know, yeah. So, so Jacksonville came up, Dallas came up, Boston came up, Maryland, uh, Baltimore came up. Um, and then there's another one. I forgot the fifth one, but I think it's like upwards in the Northeast. Um, but Dallas was the easy transition. You know, I'm, I knew somebody. Um, my sister yeah. had lived there. Um, so <clears throat> knowing somebody obviously helps, but you never really understand who you are until you travel alone. And you have nobody to rely on but yourself. And that's yeah. how you get to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Very well said, man. Because you know, I almost lived what you say vicariously through you when you went to San Diego because that was one of my dream spots. Not San Diego, but California. Because I know that before you know Beckett came along, I wanted to go out there. I was like very, very adamant in wanting to go to Los Angeles. And at that time, yeah, I was pursuing modeling, but it was just like Silicon Valley, like all this tech companies like yeah. Google, like just like and even the San Francisco area, just like that whole area was just like I was very curious. This I just wanted to see what it was like over there. And I wanted to um, explore, uh, I guess, my options down there. And so, yeah, so when you went to San Diego, I really did live vicariously through. Was like, how is it man what are you doing like yeah, yeah you know and um yeah so that's awesome that you were able to experience that and yeah. um really learn things about yourself t- throughout that journey and um and, and grow I guess um, yeah. was the biggest part um, yeah
0: for sure it was it was a hustle it was a grind I know that um I wasn't working regular hours um I almost I was doing b2b sales you know going door oh, to door yeah. and That was That's tough, man. That's tough.
1: Sales in general is tough, man. I working in sales is something that I thought I was not going to do with my degree because I was like, you know, I'm just trying to stay away as far away from that. But I ended up doing it anyways. And I mean, you know, exactly.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It it takes a special person to do sales. It really does. And it takes a special person to even stay in sales. Mm-hmm. um and so i have mad respect for the industry of just sales um now i will say it it does get it get, does get tedious because um sometimes you kill what you eat um or you yeah. eat what you kill said that backwards uh um, yeah. yeah and yeah. so it's, that was that was strictly commission out there in san diego oh wow yeah if i i didn't have a base pay out there and yeah at times i was i was a little skeptical i was a little afraid um but it kept me on my toes it kept me pushing it kept that that drive um inside of me very hungry because i knew i had i had bills to pay and that was my yeah. first and foremost but i also wanted to see the city you know right so yes yeah. so i can remember and this is how crazy like how just the universe and how god like looks after you in, in that way i um i prayed one day and i was like hey I want to see the city, but I also need to make money. I don't Uh know what I need to do, but I need you to help me out. And I'm sitting there. So (laughs) this is a true story, dude. The the job that I actually ended up getting was for San Diego Padres um, doing door-to-door B2B sales. And I was like a team lead. And basically they had me run around town for to sell, these, uh, to sell these Padre tickets, and I had hey. to take along more people. And if you know anything about San Diego, everywhere from Oceanside is like the northern, northernmost part of San Diego, all the, day, all the way down to San Ysidro. And that's like almost in TJ and everything in between. And so it kind of answered my prayer in a way. <laughs> I made money and I saw different parts of the city the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly. I was in, you know, kind of the sketchier parts of, you know, San, San Diego. And then you would see me on the cliffs and the bluffs. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh." And it was day to day. They it yeah. would be back and forth. Um, so what what was more intimidating?
1: Uh the sketchier parts or the the nicer um the cliffs or whatever man. <laughs> whatever you call it <laughs> what well, was more intimidating because in my mind i think i think they're both the same because you're gonna get rejected by these maybe high level execs that live in these hollywood hill mansion mm-hmm. houses, but you're also maybe gonna get <laughs> rejected by these dudes that take no no
0: nobody <laughs> man
1: because um, sales is 90 percent rejection i feel yeah.
0: like that. no yeah that's law of averages they'll tell you like you're gonna get a lot more no's than you are the yeses and that's yeah. a real thing um but to answer your question i think I, I think honestly it would probably be the more higher end uh rejection um than the lower end just coming from the background being hispanic you know coming from like not the body or the, the hood in this per se, but we come from, you know, middle-class and yeah, you know, we kind of, we kind of see poverty in a way and I say in a way to an extent, you know, some people had yeah. it, had it worse than us, but I do remember at times we're, you know, beans and frijoles as <laughs> 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 said beans and frijoles, that's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, I got, I got what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, rice and beans. That's, that's what we'd eat. And so i mean they would they would see me they would see an hispanic in a polo nice shoes and khakis and slacks and they would be like what are you doing here i don't know Ese? like what's up bato? i don't know, like what's up <laughs> you <buy> some <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would i would cut it up yeah. with these cats and it yeah. would be they'd be in auto shops or they would be you know on the side and you know taco shops or these yeah. you know off off the wall um companies and businesses and you know just trying to make it out there in San Diego um yeah. and then they're like oh we love the Padres but they suck and I'm like all right <laughs> well, let me tell you a little bit about them and if you still think they suck afterwards then that's all right but I just need five minutes of your time so yeah I cut it up and but surely enough dude I, I kind of learned Spanish being involved in that in that realm like because I'm, yeah. I'm not fluent that is one thing that I I, <laughs> I regret and I blame it on my parents, but now I'm going to take full responsibility on that. I'm not going to blame them anymore, but, uh, yeah, I I, I learned some Spanish out there. No, no, no. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Cause I just, I
1: remember, you know, when I was working in sales and, um, talking to these people from, cause they had me talking cause I am bilingual. Um, I do speak Spanish and I had to talk to people in Florida. Um, even I was calling people in San Diego, um, area and California, And Arizona, Texas, just like majority Spanish speaking um, states, you know, with um, there's predominantly Hispanics um, and they were the most humbling people that I talked to. They were really they took their time to talk to me um, Mm -hmm. versus these companies that I was calling that had 30 some trucks. They were CEOs. They were running. Rejected me instantly. Now, I don't want to hear what you got to say nope I don't got time for you I'm like <laughs> and I I actually called one guy he was Hispanic I remember my biggest sale Hispanic guy he had uh, uh I think a more amount of trucks than I was allowed to sell um, because those were supposed to be passed up to the bigger and I had been working on, with him for a little while very nice uh super humble guy um and uh Whenever I found out how many trucks he had, I was like devastated. Cause I was like, I'm not gonna get this sale. They're gonna push it to the higher ups to uh yeah. to to the remote uh people who go actually sit face to face with these. Um, but he actually wanted to work with me. And so I got approved by higher management to take the account and I made the sale, but it was just like so like refreshing. I'm like, he was part of my own culture and saw that I was really helping him out and he wanted to work with me only and yeah um but speak to the other people I was like man this is that was one in a one in yeah. a million <laughs> yeah yeah and, yeah and so yeah dude it's just that's why I asked cuz I would have been like walking up to these nice houses they're like they're going to ask me they're like hey no yard work today and I would I'd go okay <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> I would have been very adamant to just like let them know like yeah, right. for sure.
0: For sure. Um, I guess my, my biggest story with reject rejection, um, would be, um, I was in, I was in a, a medium sized, uh, company, you know, anywhere from like a hundred to 200 uh, employees, um, wasn't, wasn't that big. Wasn't that big. Cause you know, you get those industries, 500, 600 employees. Um, yeah. and I walk up and I'm in, you know, San Diego, San Diego gear. Um, so they know exactly who I am for and who I'm working with. Um, I go up to shake her hand and I leave out my hand and she doesn't say anything. She looks at my hand, she looks up, she looks at my hand, she looks up and I'm like, okay. So uh, rejection on the handshake and I proceed to, you know, I'm here with San Diego Padres. We'd love to, you know, sit down um, maybe even right now or whenever you have free time, come back, uh, try to see if you would like to do an event here at the San Diego Padres. And the way that she said no was more, yeah. more of a rejection than just the word no. You can say yeah. no, thank you, it's okay. Oh, bye, no worries. Yeah. But the delivery and how she said no, yeah, almost felt like a deeper cut than you're not just saying no to San Diego Padres. Yeah, if, yeah. if, if, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? It was almost a personal attack too. Yes. Yes. And so that day, man, it was it was noon. I could still remember it, man. I sat on I sat on the curb. I was about a month and a half in, two months, and I asked myself, what the heck am I doing, dude? Why am I out here? (laughs) I can't make it out here. And those are my thoughts. Like Mm. what am why why did I put myself into a situation that I feel like I can't even get out of? And not just that. I'm stuck here because I'm stuck in a lease. So I have to make it work. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that day I took a day and I'll call my manager even. And I'm like, dude, I don't think this is for me, man. He's like, no, that lady, she kind of sucks. And I'm like, yeah. and he's like, we know her. And I'm like, oh, why didn't you tell me that? Like, if yeah. y'all had a relationship, I would. then y'all have to let me know. Yeah. He's like, no, to be honest, uh, we just want to see how you handle it. And you handle it like 90% of the people around here. And that's fine. There's only like 10% that push through. And I'm like, okay. He's like, I'm not calling you average. I'm just saying that's a natural response. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. And I'm like, okay, okay. Kind of talked me off the ledge. Yeah, and then that next day he's like, "Okay, same area," and I'm like, "Are <laughs> you kidding me? Like, gonna drop me off in the same area?" Yeah, and I had I had to go in that same building. And what if what if I saw her in the in the hallway, or what if I saw her on the on the twelfth, fifteenth floor that I was in? You know, what, what would I say? Oh, well, Hey, would I turn my head? Would I feel ashamed? Right. Um, yeah. And I and I couldn't do that because I know who I am. I knew what my value was and i knew what i brought to the table very enthusiastic yeah. very energetic um constructible conversation with anybody now uh, yeah. it, it was almost like fueling myself i'm like all right getting ready yeah and i didn't see her uh moral of the story i didn't see her because if i did i don't know how i would react i know how i want to react hey how's it going i saw you yesterday i want to want to (laughs) see you played out the whole scenario in your head yeah i want to see like (laughs) but i didn't i didn't see it um it was almost relieving because if i would have got rejected the second time it would have hurt less but it still would have hurt yeah yeah yeah, for sure
1: yeah no man that's the part of sales you have to have thick skin kind of thing and um when i was kind of going through my sales gig i uh I think it was a six month in, um, the first couple, the first month, man. Yeah. The first month and a half, I took those. No, it was not personally, but it was just like, ah, like I don't even want to make the next phone call or just like do the next task. Like I was just like, um, not wanting to do it. And I remember it was about six months in, um, it was a normal day, but this, I had a lot of rejections this day, uh, more than usual. Like Verbal rejection. Usually, I got a lot of voicemails. And after, like, the third or fourth time, they don't answer. I'm like, yeah, they're just ignoring my call. Yeah. Um, But I got a lot of pickups this time and a lot of verbal rejections. And I remember this guy answered his phone, didn't let me say a word, started cussing me out, Mm -hmm. up and down, didn't didn't let me speak. And so he hung up the phone. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to call him again. (laughs) So I called him again and immediately sorry because i was like sir sir calm down i just need like two seconds of your time like just like cussing me out and (laughs) hung up again and i was cracking up and i called him a third time
0: oh wow i did because i
1: was amused at this point that he was answering and i was like at this point i was like you know it's not he doesn't know who i am he's just like he's just upset that someone's bothering him whatever and you know, I, at that point I probably should have stopped. Um, but everybody around saw that I was just laughing and I was like, this is part of the job. Like it's nothing personal because for up until that point, I was taking things like not to heart, but almost was like, Oh, like this sucks. Like yeah. this is like putting a damper on my demeanor or my day coming in here because I know getting rejection and it, it was hard for me to separate, um, the job from I guess my my emotion from the job, yeah. Um, as to what that rejection was for, um, and I think at that point, um, whenever I did that, the job became a lot easier, and I was able to hop on and yeah. really excel. Um, up until COVID happened, I was doing really good, and uh, because I got really comfortable getting on there and knowing that, you know, the worst they can do is Say what no. that guy did. Yeah, what that guy did, cuss me out without even. <laughs> without even knowing and yeah and say no um but yeah so but yeah it takes a different kind of person yeah like i can never do that again i don't want to do that again like after (laughs) like covid was obviously it was not you know the best situation but it put me um when covid happened it definitely put me in a different perspective to go on a different career path and that was sales wasn't even supposed to be a career path i was on because i'm a political science yeah um graduate you know i have a poli degree and supposed to be working in some sort of you know government building but that was the first job i could land after yeah um, getting my bachelor degree and it was a great company i don't want to name drop on here it was a really good company i just wish i was in the different part of that company than sales so yeah um, yeah but yeah no yeah it's just it's tough yeah yeah <laughs> i guess small <laughs>
0: story is tough yeah definitely well, takes a special person well, finding jobs in, in general is tough, you know. Oh yeah, out, coming out of college, um, I don't, I don't know if you remember, but you were living in that one house right next to the UCO gym. Um, it was like a <laughs> block away. Yeah, yeah. And you were, you guys were watching a movie, and I, I don't remember what movie it was, um, but, but I do remember, as I was walking up, and I had, I just had like three to four interviews that day. I was feeling on cloud nine nailed it nailed it nailed it nailed it but a lot of it was sales positions entry yeah. levels are sales positions and yeah. i i can remember you know i said this i said this i said this and and then the movie this guy the scene uh he goes yeah i just i just had like 3 to 4 position or 3 to 4 interviews too and i nailed it and i'm like dude i'm actually living out this movie right now what the heck well just like real life, he got three to four rejections. And I got, <laughs> I got they didn't even offer me the positions. They're like, no, uh, you don't have enough experience for this position. If you do come back, we'd love to have you. I mean, we love your energy. We love who you are. You just don't have enough experience. And I think yeah. that was the hardest part coming out of college was not knowing what, what major to pick and like set yourself up for the best success because a lot of it, really doesn't give you experience. Yeah. Especially coming from uh, a business background, a business degree. Yeah. They, they told you all the time, you should get into clubs. You should get into internships. You should do like the regular stuff, but no one ever said that they're not going to hire you because you don't have two to three years experience or just not. Yeah. They're going to hire yeah. somebody that's been on the outside for two to three years, trying to gain experience For lesser pay you know and that was that was a real hard thing for me and so instead of like waiting tables or doing stuff like that that would be one thing that i would change uh would go straight into you know working a maybe a 12 to 5 job or having classes in the mornings and then going to do something in the afternoons you know where where i had that experience built up um and that was kind of the reason why, you know, the medical field is such an important uh, field in my in my perspective. Um, and that can go from anywhere from uh, physical therapy to uh, being a dentist to, uh, you know, being a doctor, you know, the whole the whole realm of just the medical industry like that. Um, right, yeah. But yeah, they they really set you up for these um these opportunities i guess what i'm saying they do a very good job of letting you gain hands-on experience before you go into the real world yeah 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 and i i mean
1: yeah that and i think that's awesome that that that's that particular field does that for you um because a lot of fields don't do that like you
0: said they don't they don't (laughs) you i didn't i didn't have a residency and that's, yeah. that's what it's called. It's called residency. Yeah. It's free yeah. work, but you gain hours for it. You, and gain you gain that experience.
1: Yeah. That you need. And then mm-hmm. you're able to find the job that mm-hmm. essentially you want. Mm-hmm. Um, But no, yeah, man, I'm in the same boat. I thought education was the end all be all. It was the ticket into whatever job I wanted Yeah, um, because that was what I was sold, Yeah. Um, you know, and come to find out I'm, you know, one semester shy from a master's degree and i'm looking for jobs (laughs) there's 20 other applicants that have a master's degree so it's not even an edge anymore and it's like oh okay well congratulations (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) thank you you, thank you you
0: you need your your tip your hat
1: (laughs) (laughs) right and but you know uh just being in this uh, job search right now it's like um yeah, what what other edge do I need? And now I'm seeing they're looking for more um experience and and it's not education experience. It's more hands-on like you've done the job already. Yeah. And which I understand, but it's like why were we told that education was so important if you know we could climb a ladder a different way and no i don't regret my path at all but it's just like maybe
0: i would change a couple things and yeah not focus solely on school so much and maybe try to i'm glad you said that because i don't i don't regret my business degree like i don't i wouldn't take away my business degree um if i if i was to do something like that that's not what i'm saying um and the, the kids that are in business, they, you, you should, because business is what, what what runs the world, what runs America, what runs the economy. You need that aspect. Yes. You need economics. Um, so I, I think it kind of fell into my lap, you know, to learn something like that. Right. Um, at the same time, you have to do your due diligence uh, and you have to okay, so. excel past the classroom. You know what I mean? And you, yeah. have to, you have to, gain more, maybe even cer- uh, certificates, uh, along the way, you know, cause I know right now, um, Google actually has certificates that you can earn at a very cheap cost. And it's like an entry level positions and they, they build you a portfolio so that when you do apply to these jobs, you say, Hey, this is the work that I've already done. Hmm. That's, yeah. that's what I find important. Yeah, And the school systems now, especially in the collegiate level, um, writing a paper, awesome. If it's for journalism, writing a paper for math or, you know, going over why is this important? I don't I wouldn't understand it. It's not relevant, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. And, And I'm and by no means am I not advocating to go to college. Or to not—I mean—to not to not go to college because I think college is important and I think getting a degree is important. You do need it um, because it's so competitive out there. But um, it's—you definitely need a lot more now. And I wish I would have known that earlier, early on um, going. But again, even if I would have known, maybe would I have done it? I don't know because I was so, um, in—I guess—so entrenched in this college lifestyle that I was living and hanging out with friends and I don't know. So I'm more mature now. And I would say, I would say, yeah, maybe I would have done it, but would 21 year old Gabe have done it? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I want to, I want to give myself the benefit of the doubt, but again, I don't know. Um, but no, get there is one thing I could, you know, go back and tell myself is like you said, go, it's out, it go outside of the classroom focus on, um, how to network, um, learn how to shake hands with presidents, CEOs, learn how to talk, get comfortable, um, even learn how to get rejected. Um, because even outside of sales, you're going to get rejected. It's all part of it. I mean, it's a, it's a dog eat dog world out here and,
0: um, we live in a capitalist country. So (laughs) yeah and and that's the craziest part because i know we've we've been promoting like you know love and like we should be on the same team but and realistic and like men have a hard time playing with men you know or because they always see them as a threat you're you're out for my position you're out for my my finances my resources the things that i have to offer um and so that's that's important to try to understand um especially somebody of uh, that's been in the system for a lot longer than you and yeah what did, what did you think when you came hot off of you know your degree oh, i'm going to find a job i'm the best candidate out here oh, it's going to be sure. so easy for me <clears throat> i'm i'm the one yeah got humbled I, real quick as it's soon gone. as i
1: graduated i was like game it is done i've got the piece of paper they all want me now Yep. how naive was that? <laughs> I sent so many applications and cover letters and I was like man I nailed that application they cannot say no to me six months I think goes by and I finally went to a job fair um, and I had to get in front of a person and tell them who I was and show them my charisma and just talk to a person a real life person um and that's how I got my first job because these applications online I was being bypassed because people had experience and this and that and the algorithms were kicking my resume out the door and what it wasn't even giving me the time of day I guess what I'm trying to say and so that's awesome yeah I I got humbled real quick. And so I had to take the initiative on my own and go talk to somebody.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. And, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm actually glad you said that because that re- reminded me of something back at UCO, something that I never took advantage of. Um, and I can, I can think now it was out of fear. And it was that fear of l- being in front of somebody and not saying the right thing. And it was the job fairs. And that's exactly yeah. what it was hey, we have this job fair. It's a way to network. It's a way to get your name out there. Make sure you bring a resume. Make sure you bring a cover letter. Make sure you dress to the nine. And I'm like, okay, but I don't want to. I'm a little afraid. I'm a little scared. I don't even know how to do it. I am a little fish in the pool of sharks. That's how I feel. And it shows on your face. You ever seen a 21 or a 20-year-old walk into a bar? You can tell who's (laughs) underage. Yeah. And yeah, it's like you can point them out. And yeah, and it's crazy because when I was in Dallas, I, I had remembered that I never went to job fairs. So I had to force myself and I'm like, okay, I've never done this. This is out of my comfort zone, but I'm gonna have to. Yeah. And I remember Texas Live right next to the Globe Life, right across from the ballpark, right across from the Dallas Cowboy uh, stadium. Um, it was in uh it was at Texas Live and I want to say, I, I'm probably a thousand people, dude, thousand people, wow. and I was and I was looking around. I was talking to this other guy, and he, he was trying to tell me he's like, no one's gonna get these jobs, dude. Look how many people are around. They they won't remember anybody. And I'm like, okay, but what if? What if? Uh, yeah. And like, I the optimism in me. So, I didn't hear anybody on that that first one. Well, I went to a second one at SMU um SMU was actually kind of crazy because they actually gave us tickets to the SMU basketball game and I actually got to see George W. Bush oh yeah, yeah I remember that yep. in the in the stands He sent me um, a snap oh yeah for sure I zoomed in on it because so, I was yeah. so far back uh but it was awesome I was like yo I'm in the same room as the president like <laughs> yeah I, like even, even the the title I I kind of felt starstruck in a way but mm-hmm. side note side note um but i met up with that same person Uh, and mind you i had already had like three interviews with three sports teams already um and they were at this same uh job fair um but i was looking for the specific one i'm like i want to work for baseball i want to work for that crew that's the one i want and she remembered me she's like oh hey weren't you at this other one i'm like Yes, like I'm glad that you remember. I'm the same guy. She's like, yeah. how's it working out for you? I'm like, it's it's awesome. Um, other than I'm still here. Right. <laughs> still <laughs> I'm looking here and yeah, Still I, looking. <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking. Um, still very optimistic. Yeah. She's like, okay, yeah, um, call me. I said, nice. Wow. Okay. So it takes a little bit of effort, a little yeah. bit to step out of your comfort zone, a little bit of fear that you have to face. Yeah. of of that rejection and knowing that maybe it's not going to take just that one time you know not everybody can hit it out the ballpark in the in the first inning you know oh yeah it may take you know some a couple pitches before you actually get to it <laughs> yeah 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 yeah
1: no uh, for sure yeah oh that's that's awesome because we had the first job fair that i went to it it, it was at uco but it was not i was uh I wouldn't say I was desperate, but I was almost like, okay, like I told you, I need to get in front of somebody. And I printed off like nine or 10 resumes. I was like, I know there's going to be like 20 something, but I'm only going to like narrow it down to like nine or 10 jobs and I'll give them my resume, whatever, let them know. And I remember I had to walk by the table that I, of this company that I wanted to work for. Cause I was like, I've heard so many good things about that company and I, I walked by them like two or three times before I actually stopped and yep. talked to them. Cause I'm by myself. I don't know anybody here. Like, and although it's at UCO, I don't recognize anybody in that room that I'm in. And so I go and I finally stop. and I remember it's, uh, it's a guy and a girl and the girl comes up and talks to me first. And she like reaches out her hand, shake me. It's like the Pacific ocean. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> i'm like sweating oh my and i'm gosh. like oh snap like this is not good and i shake the other guy's hand i'm like they already think i'm freaking weird but um anyway she's like yeah we're actually having um uh interviews um come to our um office space and she gave me her card and whatever and so i was like okay cool and i go to the office space during this time and they set me up with the interview and I got the job right away, but I was like, you know, it took me two or three times walking by that table, and I almost didn't go because I was like, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should just like <laughs> yeah. try again another day. And if I would have, I wouldn't got the job. So, yeah, um yeah. it definitely takes some courage. And because nobody taught me that I had to kind of go out and do it on my own, just like you did. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, and I mean, I talked to plenty of other people there, but the, she was the only one that really kind of gave me the time of day and was like, yeah, come yeah. and we'll set you up with the interview and stuff. And so, but yeah, I mean, just the extra steps you kind of got to do to separate yourself. Like you got her to notice you twice and, yeah. um, and yeah, so it's just, it's different out here right now.
0: Yeah, for that, sure. Uh, um, and I guess I would, I'd probably want to talk a little bit about interviews too, on yeah. kind of how, how that looks like. Um, cause I yeah, know, for sure. I know this one time it was at uco and everything stems back to uco um i'm kind of <laughs> disclaimer that's where we went to school yeah <laughs> roachos Ro- roachos um, yeah there you go um now i uh, i did a no call no show on an interview oh, wow. and it was probably one of the worst experiences that i've ever had because i went through the the schooling system um, and so I actually got confronted by one of my professors um, and they actually told me, Hey, did you sign up for this? And I'm like, yes. They're like, why didn't you go? I'm like, honestly, I didn't, I didn't want to do it. And like, I just, time got by, made an excuse had homework all this stuff <laughs> there. Yeah. And she's like, don't ever do that again. And I'm like, okay. And like real straightforward. She's like, don't ever do that again because that puts a damper on our name as UCO and not only that, but now he knows if, if this ever comes around about your name and you're wanting another job for anybody else and he knows them, he's automatically going to say no right now. He's all yeah. like, at least you could have done was give him a holler, give him a call, shoot him over an email and tell him, hey, I've actually changed my mind, changed your heart. I don't want to waste your time. Wouldn't want to waste my time. And you guys can go your separate ways. They respect you more for that. And they would actually, you know, hold you, hold your name to a higher standard. Okay, that's fine. No worries. Yeah. Um, yeah. At the same time, from personal experience, I would say, even though you don't like it, take the interview, because you need the experience, you need the interview experience. Yeah, Uh, you need to learn how they're gonna ask you questions. You're gonna to need to learn how to ask them questions because yeah. I, we were talking about this the other day. As much as they interview you, you are interviewing them. Yeah, and you need is, to know: is, yeah. is this a right fit for me? And like, yeah. why yeah. is this position open? You know right. exactly. It's like, what 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 are you guys doing? Um, that that this position is vacant. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah. And that's honestly one of the first questions that i actually ask somebody um you know why is this open and then right. obviously everything else comes along after just why the conversation blends in um but i think that's that's really important to actually take the interview because from experience yeah. i got chewed out for it <laughs> and it didn't go
1: and i didn't learn the experience so right yeah no yeah for sure and I, i'm glad you said that because that <laughs> reminds me of Uh, you saying that we're interviewing them because I commend the Gen Z's right now I feel like they really are finding their their the way that they hold their self-worth is almost admirable because it's like when I like they're like why why would why should I work here versus like (laughs) us millennials it's like hire me I'm like just like we're just like trying to be so perfect and they're like no like you you sell mean it's not it's not the other way around like us millennials we're trying to sell ourselves to these companies and yeah and it's i don't know it's not really boiling over very well and so um but the interview process man yeah it's it's definitely different for each company i feel like that i've had it's um and the hardest question that i think that i've ever gotten was probably the most simple question tell me about yourself yep tell me about yourself yep. and I'm like okay <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you know you get kind of st- like uh, yeah I was prepared to ask more like or to answer more analytical questions like what I've like why would I think I'm good at s- certain things or whatever but
0: tell- yeah
1: like so I think, and I think they ask that because it does like stump a lot of people and like, okay, yeah. well, where do I start? What, what should I say? Um, because you don't want to say too much, but you want to say enough where they get a feel of who you are. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that's one that I've kind of learned to kind of have <clears throat> something to say whenever I'm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we called that an elevator speech back in uh, business school. Oh, like, okay. Make sure you have an elevator speech, mm-hmm. and this elevator speech could be anywhere from thirty seconds to two minutes, uh, depending on on how fast you talk. And <laughs> it's literally what it's it's meant to say. Like you walk yeah. in to an elevator with the CEO, and as much time as you got to get to the first floor to the very top, that's that's your that's your pitch. <laughs> um, yeah. and we we're talking about sales earlier. It's really selling yourself. Selling yourself yeah. on the character that you have, selling yourself on who, who, what you say about yourself and what you want other people to know about you. Um, yeah. And it could be as simple as, hey, I'm from here. I do this. I do that. I uh, would love to work for your company because I think I have this great quality. Yeah. Nice. So as simple as that. You yeah. know, and, and it doesn't have to be lengthy. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, wordy. I think I think a lot of people lose themselves in words, uh, and they want to try to sound uh, illustrious and colorful. Uh, (laughs) Okay, okay, (laughs) you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. In in retrospect, it's just like I'm this, I'm that. I would love to work for this company because I have great tenacity. Yeah, and for this position, I was looking at it. I know you guys have been around since uh, 1972, and you guys are doing well right yeah yeah easy easy as that oh he took the time to look up our company and yeah. i'm pretty sure he already knows my name
1: if he's yeah. if
0: he's talking to me right yeah and you know.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly and that goes a long way that i don't think a lot of people do they don't take the time because i used to not do this at first but take the time to know the company you're trying to uh or you're getting an interview from because like you said it really sets you apart in that that aspect of oh he remembered this and that because in orientation that's one of the first things you learn about the company the history all that stuff and so if you're already kind of familiar with some of that stuff in their their culture a little bit because i had a job interview today and i said i looked through all their websites i read what was on their websites i got familiar i had my bullet points on stuff i wanted to ask them and i was ready um although that interview didn't happen today i was ready (laughs) yeah Yeah, we talked about that yeah uh uh yeah it had to be rescheduled but um yeah so i uh yeah but i was ready and i think that came with experience even though i haven't um worked for um a company since i guess the middle of covid yeah Uh, i've learned how how to do that and actually i was fortunate enough to get an internship where i didn't have to interview um he saw my resume and just saw i guess who i was jumped out of the page is what he told me and he said i want this guy and he actually told me the story um, whenever i was working there he said you know i hired you because I looked at your resume and I saw this guy looks like he knows what he wants and he knows where he's going. And I was like, really? You, you read all that through my resume? And he's like, yeah, I did. I saw someone uh, who, who was a go-getter through that because of how you like um, did your thing or whatever. And I was, I, I he, this person gained uh, so much respect for me because he was so humble and wanted to teach me so many things and i was like this is yeah. this is awesome and he was very real with me too and so um just to hear that i was i guess hired um to a position without having to get an interview he, they kind of just called me hey we want to offer you this if you want it and i was like yeah i do want it yes of course and so um but it's not always going to happen that way um, yeah
0: yeah but yeah a lot of the times people feel like they're just numbers uh on oh paper yeah for sure yeah. And sure. and that speaks volume as as a manager, even, um, you know, tr- trying to get to know somebody you know, first on paper, um, but trying to relate that same person that has all these accolades or all these accomplishments and says, do you have something different about you? Mm-hmm. I'm going to hire you. You know, if you have yeah. your stuff together on paper, I'm pretty sure you have your stuff together in real life. I know life happens at the same yeah. time. I'm going to take a chance on you. Do you want to take a chance on us? So I yeah. get that. That's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, and it really
1: made me feel like a person. Like I said, because it, I wasn't just another resume, mm-hmm. you know. And so, yeah, it, yeah, it definitely was awesome. So,
0: yeah. Um, have you ever have you ever applied just to have an interview, just to keep your skills sharp? Um,
1: yes, um, but I haven't got an interview. <laughs> um and it all has to do with uh the resume i keep going back to the resume and i actually pulled it up because i was telling you earlier it has to do with a lot of times they throw out your resume if you don't have keywords that match their job description and so i was gonna see do you have um i mean i have a couple but i don't know if you have any tips and tricks on how to formulate a resume to tailor the job that you're looking for like keywords. Yeah. Or just like, you know, um, what, um, should be on the resume, what shouldn't be on.
0: Yeah. Um, when, when searching for, you know, the same position jobs that I've been in for the past three years, just like just baseball in general. Um, one word that always has come up is CRM CRM tools. Um, and it's just Mm -hmm. an acronym, uh, customer, uh, relationship management. Um, and that's something that I have put in my resume, um, because I know that that is something that they want to see. Have you dealt with this? Is this something that you're comfortable with? Is this something that you've seen? Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's other things like, you know, obviously like public speaking, communication, uh, computer knowledge, like, and all this is it is in the job description. So that's, that's certain things that I've learned to put on there. Um, And then learning which accolades to put on there. Um, Yes. Yes. So for instance, I stopped putting all my (laughs) UCO accolades, (laughs) um, uh, you know, IFC, Fraternity, yes, bank, like all those really great uh organizations that I loved. You know, like I would say that those are the organizations are top notch. And if you're at UCO, you should go do those things. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but yeah. At the, but at the same time, not everybody's looking for a fraternity man. <laughs> or yeah, Not exactly. everybody. Yeah. No, no one wants to see that you're a head recruitment chair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they want. They might want to see. Like if you were a like a treasurer or something, if you're doing a finances right. uh, yeah. so to get specific on it, or if you're doing a recruiting job, it might be helpful to put that you were in the recruitment chair for right. an organization.
1: Right. If there's so,
0: transferable skills that you know can relate to the job, yeah. Right. And so what I've what I've done is to put accolades like revenue generated. Um, okay. How much have you earned? for the company. Yeah. It is still a business. They still want to make money. You still want right. to make money and specifically being in sales, they want to know where you fared between certain jobs. Right. Um yeah. and so when this comes up, there what's your biggest accomplishment? Oh, this right here. I have it two minutes off the top of my dome. I already have a story for it. Yeah. And then how did you handle adversity? Well, this this happened because of this. You know what I mean? yeah yeah uh it's it's definitely being light on your toes um and learning which accomplishments to put on there as well yeah no i yeah
1: i'm glad you said that because uh, i actually just got um finished my last class tonight and congratulations (laughs) yeah right (laughs) um and we actually uh was hr class and we talked about all the ins and outs of the hiring process and um just anything to do with um getting a job and uh, being on the other side of the interview process of the one hiring. And um, tonight we talked about uh, resumes and the professor has a lot of experience he hired for the city and he's, you know, been in the game for a long, long time. And one of the things that he said can turn people off or some of the things that you have on your resume, like maybe fraternity Um, he said he had a specific story he said i uh was dating a girl who um i really liked a lot and she ran away or she got uh some guy uh kind of took her from me and he was in a fraternity and if i saw that fraternity on a resume i was already i'm automatically gonna toss that to the side (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and i'm not name dropping here but you know uh he you know so he's like those kind of things can really affect you know um your resume so you got to be very specific to the job and tailor your resume to the job and before um this year i really wasn't paying attention to my resume teacher i was sending the same resume um to every job and now i critique it a little bit but um but before I was just sending the same resume. It didn't really matter, but I took fraternity stuff off. I took, like you said, those little tiny accolades that were awesome whenever I did them, but it really doesn't mean anything now. Now that you're in this big grown-up world, you're trying to get a grown-up job. Yeah, unless there's transferable skills, it really doesn't matter. Um, I one think uh, being a recent college graduate and about to be um a, a graduate um college graduate is a lot of mouthful um, <laughs> <laughs> has shown your qualifications through transferable skills like what did what did i learn in this hr class how can that be transferable or be relevant to years of experience um or like this public policy analysis class that i just finished how is that relevant to um this public policy job that I want. Um, and so just stuff like that, I've learned um, to tailor to each job, I guess that I'm doing. Another thing is don't have high school stuff. So if you have your high school on there, cause I know it says education. And if you have a, if you have a bachelor's degree, there's no reason to put high school. I mean, if high school is, you know, your highest education, obviously put your high school but you don't ever you don't want to put your high school on there anymore um and he did have a story of like you know some prestigious high schools like private schools that helped landed uh them a you know into a good college like i don't even know he he named dropped a high school that i guess is really prestigious and people you know really it's really well known and if you go to this high school you have an easier time getting into stuff but it's really not necessary to have on your education. Yeah. I don't know if you, you
0: have it on your. Resume? I have I have my associates. Um, okay, just so you know, it gives it girth and more. Yeah, more. Um, I actually imp- forgot. Information you got associates. Yeah, and it, it helps because it's a business associate, business administration associates. Um, so it goes along okay, yeah. with my business bachelor's degree um and then under it you know you put your bullet points and stuff like that um you know I I put I graduated with honors Uh, you know uh, I was a member of this certain organization um and then under you know the university uh UCO um now mind you I have went to like five different colleges so note that I didn't (laughs) pick every one of those I just picked my biggest accolades Um, So I actually do have on there, you know, like New Bronco Orientation Leader, um, like Big Pink, uh, New Business Acquisition. um, And then another one was like the Honor Society. And I do have my recruitment chair on there just because I love my fraternity. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's that's something that I put on there. Um, At the same time, uh, I tailored it to a sales position yeah for sure because that that was the positions that i've been applying to in a way right um so like new business new generated revenues um how much have you earned in the past what what is something that you're going to do now um yeah so that's that's how i would say to tailor your resumes going forward yeah um now i do have a picture on my resume and which is very new school very new school. Very new school. Um, the biggest thing you always heard, the biggest thing on the resume should be your name. Well, the biggest thing on my resume is my face, <laughs> <laughs> and it's yeah. not. And I want I want to make this clear. It's a headshot. It is not a selfie. It is right, a very right. professional. Where I'm in, you know, in my nine, I'm in my my best suit, um, with the tie, and it comes off very business oriented. Now, if I was right. doing design. Or if I was doing um, like construction, maybe yeah. I wouldn't be in a suit. I would be, uh, you know, in construction, I would be in my best work boots or right. get some good pair of jeans and a polo. Or right. if I was in design, I would have like something fashionable, something trendy, mm-hmm. um, nothing too loud that takes away from who you are because you don't want to put off a wrong impression. Um, very okay. neutral, neutral colors but very fashionable um so that's something that i would i would recommend for this newer age yeah yeah for sure
1: i do not have a picture of mine i have actually gone simple to the max um but that is very new school and that's something that i want to probably transition my resume to having a headshot of me um now that we have those new cool headshots yeah, Kiera Francisco Photography. Um, She did a great job. Uh, but yeah, that's actually we talked about that. And he, uh, my professor again said um, that back in the day that if someone had a picture on their resume, they would get frustrated and rip the picture off, like tear the resume and, and wow. kind of toss it to the side. Yeah, so and uh, I was like, but now with the new the new era and the new technology um a lot of times they don't print off the resumes. the more you're seeing they're looking at it through a screen digital yeah and so um so picture is something that definitely can set you apart because a lot of times whether we want to believe it or not they hire off looks um and <laughs> And you want to dress for the job that you want and showing up in a good suit, uh, is to your interview is also important, but also, um, before, um, having a good headshot, um, to show them who you are also speaks because a picture has a thousand words, right? And actually Mm -hmm. it speaks, (laughs) speaks to itself. And so, um, yeah. So, yeah, so I definitely, that's something I'm going to add to my resume. I think that, yeah,
0: that is a, awesome. That
1: a, yeah. That is a new thing that.
0: That's I awesome. Think. I want, I want to take a little bit of a tangent real quick. Cause it reminds me of the scripture a little bit. Um, it says, you know, God judges the inside, but people judge the outside. It's mm. not either, or it's actually both,
1: you know, it was, a, yeah. it, was a it was
0: a bigger concept that I, I didn't grasp. And I'm all like, well, forget people. They're going to judge me on the outside you know, God judges the inside. I only need to do the inside. Well, no, right. you actually need to do both because right. people mm-hmm. are actually going to be the judgment on the outside. And it's crazy because they, we say that we shouldn't judge each other sure, at, the, yeah. at, at the same time. It's innate in us. We're all flawed yeah. in a way. So why not put your best foot forward? Try to make sure that you do something that's going to set you apart from somebody else.
1: Right. Exactly. You it know is, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's another person that may have the similar background, but how are you going to separate yourself? Yep. Maybe a nice picture that reminds them, oh, I remember him. He had the really nice resume with the nice picture of himself. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it it imprints imprints yourself in their mind. And that can really go a long way. Mm -hmm. and it really does go a long way so but steve harvey steve harvey i feel like always has some really wise things to say um but he said a man should own five suits did i tell you that no you didn't did i I show you that he he, said he said you should the first suit you should buy is a black suit which the only suit i do not own is a black suit really i don't don't like every other color except the black suit so i'm going to go get a black suit i think i tried to go get a black suit actually yeah i did yeah with too.
0: us yeah with- <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um but i i so i need i still need to get one but he said a navy suit a brown suit a tan suit and a gray suit he said with those five combinations you can make up to 75 suits oh and he also said you need to own a um white shirt, a black shirt and a teal shirt it was like a off-color blue like a almost a baby wash blue kind of shirt okay yeah yeah um and he yeah he said you with that with those five suits you can make up to 75 suit combinations because they will all go together um and i kind of want to find the video so i'm making that i'm actually giving you accurate information of what he actually said but (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah but yeah Um, i that's awesome uh i I actually suck, I guess, because I only have three gray suits. <laughs> and I wear one shades of, them. of gray. <laughs> yeah, no, fifty shades of gray. I wear one of those suits. Uh you know, it's it goes well with everything. You know, fall, yeah. summer, uh, spring, winter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, it's uh I I need to go shoot suit shopping when do you want to go (laughs) right that's actually something that i um just accumulated
1: over time but i never took it very serious because most of the jobs just required a nice collar shirt and some really nice slacks and some nice shoes and i got that for days i got different color slacks and different color shirts yeah but the suit jacket itself i I really didn't. And I mean, I have the, now I have the Navy.
0: Go ahead. Actually, I take that back. Now that you say the suit jacket, I do have sports coats. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So not suits, but sports coats. I have a Navy blue sports coat and I have a black sports coat. Very breathable, very open, um, not too heavy. Um, definitely for the spring or maybe the fall when it gets a little bit colder, but yeah. Um, I did forget that I had those. So I do have a little bit of variety.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think I found it. I found it. I found it.
0: Hey, I'm going to play this
1: real quick. First suit you should buy is a black suit. Black suits can go to everything. Every man has to own a black suit. After you get a black suit, there's five suits you need to get. Black, navy, gray, brown, tan. You get those five suits. You get yourself two white shirts. Get yourself two cream color shirts and two powder blue shirts you can make 75 suits with those combinations because every last one of those pants go with every last one of those jackets
0: every last one of the jackets goes to every last one of the pants you cannot mess up first suit you should buy is a black
1: and i found that very enlightening because for one like i said most of the jobs that i had I should to call a shirt a uh, nice slacks but I was very, I guess, nervous whenever I'm putting on a suit. I always went with the traditional white shirt. I wanted a tie that maybe matched the suit that I was wearing. And then, of course, I matched the belt with the shoes. But I was like, it's getting very boring. Like, I want to look nice, but I also want to mix it up a little bit. So I'm, I'm going to try it out. I have four out of the five suits. He said, yeah, I have a tan, I have a gray, I have a navy uh i don't actually i have three out of the five because i have two of the same i have two navy actually i have three navy i have too many navy suits um
0: and i have <laughs> i've right? been wanting i've been wanting a navy suit for a long time <laughs> brother so yeah. if you, if you want to give me one i'm, I'm right hey, here hey, I, I, think I, might,
1: I might have outgrown one of the one of the navy ones but um uh, but yeah so i need to get a brown and i need to get a black and which i love to wear black if you know me, I wear black all the time, and so I don't know why I don't have a black suit. But
0: every event, <laughs> I'm, it could be, it could be 120 degrees outside, <laughs> and this brother is in black shoes, black pants, black shirt, black long sleeve, black hat, black hey. earring, black jewelry, hey. black <laughs> black eyelashes, black everything. He hey. is. No, i'll back you up on this i'll back you up on this but it looks so clean <laughs> thank it's so you. clean he he put me on black now everywhere i go i don't i and i told people this and i'm like there's two things that you need to take with you if you ever go on vacation that's a white uh white shirt and black shirt mm-hmm. I'm Like, because you'll never know what you need it for and it could be a simple shirt and yeah. it could be for every event and the yeah. black it, it just looks slick and looks sharp man bro. It is, it, especially the, the the new black before you put it in the washer before it fades. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to keep them pristine,
1: man. You, oh, yeah. Yeah, because every time I put black on, I could put black on and just like, I don't know, just put, I put on Chelsea boots. Why it looks so nice? I'm in jeans and a t-shirt, but I put on, I put on a black shirt and Chelsea boots. Now all of a sudden I'm, I'm dressed to the nines. So I'm, I, so yeah, just that small detail like color can really make a difference
0: okay? i'm i'm glad your that wardrobe. You, i'm glad you said that because my sister when she was in spain um she told me this and when i went to go see her i'm like why is everybody dressed so nice uh she's like they're not it's just the shoes i'm uh, like what are, you, what are you talking about I like like they're dressed really nice you know she's like no look at the shoes look at the pants and then look at the shirt in that order and They'd have really nice shoes, you know, loafers or some, some low cut uh, dress shoes, or even something with the heel, maybe a Chelsea boot or something like that. Mm. And then I look at the pants. Pants were okay, weren't too great. Maybe a chino, maybe a ripped up jean, maybe kind of trendy, maybe a slack, even. And then the shirt, basic tee, maybe mm. a printed tee, or maybe a collar tee, even if that, like if they wanted to go a little bit more fancy yeah at the same time it wasn't all that it was basic stuff that they put together yeah. and it all stemmed from the shoes yeah so it for since, since we're kind of on fashion right now um i would say if you go out and you want to get these suits i would recommend going to buy your shoes first yeah yeah because, Definitely. because shoes are actually the thing that i think that makes the outfit now
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because a lot of the suits look the same, but that shoe can really make it pop. Um, I know whenever I see a nice loafer, the suit and a low cut ankle, whenever we're like we're going out, out, I'm like, oh, nice, that looks good. Um, obviously for business occasion, you want to go with something that is more classy, with maybe a strap, or you can't go wrong with the shoestring. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend a loafer going to a job interview but to each its own
0: um i really really like the the strap and the shoestring for a job interview i guess it would depend on the job <laughs> description um if you're going strictly business business communication sales uh presidential kind of type thing you definitely want to have the break in the in the pant and yeah by that uh, most of our men know what the break in the pan is it's just where it sits really nice on the on the top of the the shoe um yeah. and then like he's saying either a strap or some laces um works now i will say the fancier the the shoe is it depends on the color so Mm -hmm. if you ever notice that like the light browns and the light colors of the shoe it's more free-flowing it's more you know on occasion going at very casual very casual if um the darker it shoes and it stems to all the way to black black is going to be your most formal and then you have your burgundies your bay or your base your burgundies your reds um those darker tinted uh, brown color shoes and then you actually have your browns where you know you get your hint of black um so yeah, yeah there's there is variations <clears throat> to the color of the shoe
1: yeah yeah definitely definitely um I agree with what you said, because and uh, the reason I, I say loafers is because I know that's kind of a fashion trend right now. And I used to wear loafers. And I remember I wore a loafer to this business event I went to. And my professor was like, why aren't you wearing dress shoes? And I was like, these are dress shoes. He's like, no, they're not dress shoes. Those are loafers. And I was like, he's like, next time you come come in dress shoes. And I was like, oh okay, my, my yeah. bad. Yeah. And so I, I yeah, so I mean it 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 definitely yeah. So I, I quickly went and bought some shoestring dress shoes and was like, okay, there's a there's a difference yeah. in the fashion and what you should
0: wear when you go to these business events. Here's something new. Um, have you seen the suits <laughs> where people are men? Um, kind of like on ESPN or TNT, you know, the NBA is going on right now. Uh, but these guys are actually wearing like shoes, like a, almost like Adidas shoes or dress uh, shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. sneakers almost. Um, yeah. What's your take on that? I, maybe it's the old soul on me. I like that
1: a lot because I've seen some guys rock it and maybe it's not to a business event maybe because those guys are already established and they've been there a while, but I really, I like that style because it's very comfortable and it looks like still looks nice. It doesn't like, it's not the, the regular Nike shoe with it. It's like almost a dress shoe that's been made to look like, made to look like a dress shoe, but it's actually like running shoe fit kind of thing. Yeah, So, I don't know. I, I like it. I, th- I think it's dope, but mm-hmm. I know not everybody does. What do you think?
0: Right, right. I mean, I, every time I think of it, I think of the, the store Aldo's. Um, oh, they yeah. have plenty of those types of shoes. Um, so, it's white, and then they have the accents of, like, brown or light beige or even, like, a green. Because um, I've even seen that, which is a weird combination in my taste, but um but yeah i thought it was i thought it was a clean look of uh, the all-white yeah. sneaker i guess that that's okay yeah
1: yeah the all- white i think it's a new I, I i was talking about like the like a lot of the older guys they wear the ones that look like a dress shoe still but look but are actually a sneaker
0: oh i know uh well the one with the wingtips or yeah yeah
1: they have the wingtip on the on the i guess on the front and yeah yeah but the but the
0: white shoe that's almost like a van looks so clean yeah yeah i i think i I would sway more towards the all whites um, yeah. for me to say that I'm, I'm into like those Brown shoes. I, I, now that I know what you're talking about, it's almost like an athletic shoe. Um, yeah. But it, but it looks like a dress shoe. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say uh, maybe 60, 40 more 60 on the no. Yeah. Um, yeah. You'd, you'd have to really convince me that this looks good. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be more for comfort for being comfortable once I'm a little more established and being like, all right, now I'm just, it's business time. And if I really, really got to dress up then I got my dress shoes on,
0: on yeah. deck, but yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, But yeah, man, uh, we've kind of, we kind of hit on a little bit, haven't we today? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I mean, I enjoy talking about fashion and I know, you know, this job stuff is kind of heavy on our minds because we're both kind of going through the process right now. So it's, it was something um, that we definitely wanted to get off our chest, um, for sure. Especially, I know I did today, um, <laughs> given that I had it. Yeah, no, but, I get you. I get you. Um, but yeah, so if this helped in any way, please let us know. I love feedback, and I have enjoyed so much whenever y'all have come up to us and have listened to the episode and have things to say about it. So please don't shy away from giving us feedback
0: oh yeah for sure um and even in person i know that i've had a lot of conversations about the podcast itself um with my close friends and stuff like that um i know one of those uh topics um was actually like cryptocurrency and finances and being uh, financially literate um was one of those big ones that we wanted to talk about um especially like ar and vr um coming out in the like the metaverse and Web one, two, and three world taking us by storm, really. Right. Um, so that's that's also on the back of our minds. We'll probably, you know, hit on that here pretty soon as well. Um, so yeah, just uh, just keep on giving us feedback because I know that uh, we have topics to talk about um, yeah. just because of what you guys have said. Yeah, exactly. And we have new
1: um, areas that we're gonna venture to, and um, we're gonna definitely expand. Um, in different areas that it's going to make us grow as individuals. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure because we're definitely all about growth here and so keep uh, keep tuning in with us. Um, I know it's been a while since we we've hit on hit on a topic, but you know, keep trucking with us and we love
0: y'all. I love it. I love it. King's Initiative Podcast was created and produced by Gabriel Morales and Skylar Rodriguez. Peace and love, Kings. Catch you on the next episode
1: of King's Initiative.